scoffers who ask me where they are, I say, my sins are gone. thankful for that. Amen. I think that drive kind of puts people to sleep on the way up here. Everybody awake? (laughs) I heard, I think it was maybe Brother Ryan, not to incriminate him, but he said the drive kind of puts his family to sleep. It's just such a beautiful, windy road. I think that's why we don't want to be driving it at nighttime, but uh, I hope everyone's awake and been ready to hear the word. How many appreciated the word this morning? I really enjoyed that, Brother Tom's comments. I just thought it was it was so great to see our Brother Tom up there again, standing. Amen. And his testimony, I know, has gone around this world, and it continues to go around the world. And I know that when people see him standing up there after what he's been through, it just encourages so many people, and ourselves included. Let's sing this. Oh, the whole world's groping in darkness, but he gave us light to see. In darkness, but he gave us light to see. The whole world's groping in darkness, but he gave us light to see. Imagine how he loves you and me. Amen. I just want to take a little bit of time to shout glory, glory, glory. I just want to take little bit of time to shout glory, glory, glory. Lord, I just want to take a little bit of time to shout glory, glory, glory. Glory, glory, glory to the Lord. Oh, you're working at this and then you're running for that. You seem so busy from the morning till night. You're working at And then you're running for that 
Lord, he is worthy to be praised and adored.
us, Lord, we come into your presence, Lord. Better is it to be in your presence, Lord, for one day, Lord, than to dwell in the courts of the rich, the wicked, Lord Jesus, for a thousand years, Lord. We love it in your presence, Lord. We desire, Lord, to be in your presence, Lord. We just invite you to come down tonight and speak, Lord. Lip to ear with each one of us, Lord God. Lord, let our worship be sweet in your ear, Lord. How you must enjoy just hearing worship, Lord. To think that there is a group of people still on this earth that are willing to worship you, Lord. And put you first, Lord, and give you first place, Lord God. And lift our voices, Lord, and praise and worship to our King, Lord. We love you, Lord Jesus. Come tonight, Lord Jesus. Just move in our midst, Lord. Sing, I love you, Lord, and I lift my voice. Brother Eddie Lamb, if I could ask you to come and open the service in a word of prayer. Gindo and the family today. Uh, Brother John, just let me know right before here that her mother did pass away. I believe there was a request this morning for her mother who has uh, had a stroke and was in ICU. So we just want to remember the family. And immediately when Brother John mentioned that to me, this scripture came to mind. It's right along with uh, what was being spoken the other day, but it's in Joshua 6, verse 23. It says, And the young men that were spies went in and brought out Rahab and her father and her mother and her brethren and all that she had. It says, And they brought out all of her kindred and left without the camp of Israel. I was just thinking, you never know. You know we don't see the other the other dimension. And uh, I was thinking about the thief on the cross. And to all the onlookers, 
looked like three, three, forgive me, just looked like three men died that day. But there was a quiet conversation going on between the Lord and two of them, and one of them went to paradise. And we just don't know, we just don't know what happens on that other dimension, but we know that we've been promised our family. We all have burdens and we all remember our family members that aren't aren't saved and we desire to see that manifest in them and in the ones that maybe are far off or don't know the message and we always desire to see that manifestation but we just don't know what what it is that the Lord is doing in their heart but we know that we have a promise amen like this scripture here when the walls came down her family was saved amen and the token According to what our prophet said, we have the token for our family. Amen. Oh, Heavenly Father, we just want to give you thanks and praise, Lord, how you've been in our lives. You've guided us, Lord, and you've given us this opportunity to be together, Lord, to hear your word, Lord Jesus. Lord, how we just want to remember the ones in need, Lord. Just ask you to go forth and touch them, Lord. Sister Francine, as she put forth this prayer request forth, Lord Jesus, we just ask you to be with the family during this time, Lord. Lord, we just thank you for the testimony that you've given us in Brother Tom, Lord. How wonderful it was to hear his voice this morning, Lord Jesus. Lord, we ask that you just use the ministry and just restore their strength, Lord Jesus. How thankful we are for them. Thank you for Brother John, Lord. Just ask you to just use him tonight, Lord, to come down amongst us and speak to us tonight, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord, and just ask your presence be amongst us in your name. Amen. You can have your seats. You can ask Brother Terry Schmaus. Come with Sister Shannon and Abby. You're going to sing for us. Just a reminder, um, quickly, it was asked that everyone please make sure your Wi-Fi is off on your phone so that doesn't interfere with the streaming process. Brother Terry, are you ready? Brother Terry, it's, it's kind of interesting how this happened, at least how the, the last part of this happened. He'll tell you about the first part. But I was at work the other day down in our lobby area meeting with a customer and I looked over to the side and Brother Terry came out of our shop, fabrication shop with one of the owners. And I just thought, oh, that's strange. And then I kind of waved at him and he waited for me at the door and said, I've got a song on Sunday. So I'll tell you, he'll tell you the rest of it. Sound. Oh, there we do. Okay. Well, I wasn't going to say anything, but since Brother uh, Andrew has said that I'll have to say something now. <laughs> but, uh, oh, goodness, I had an incident happen last spring, and some know about it, some don't. But uh, I was at a school teaching, and uh, I ended up choking on something. And my wife was there, and a nurse came, and they tried to remove the obstruction. They couldn't. And uh, I ended up 
kind of going to shock and falling down on the ground because I didn't think I was going to make it. And I've, I've been, I'm no stranger to the ER. We have a joke on our house that I'm, I'm Mr. ER. And I won't bore you with all the times I've been there, but it's got to be at least 10 or 12 times <laughs> for various funny things. But uh, this is the first time in my life where something happened where I actually thought in my head, I'm not going to make it. This is it. See, that's why I didn't want to talk, because then I'm going to get emotional. If I get emotional, then it's hard to sing. <laughs> but um, I really thought that that might be it, and I didn't think there was... I'm thinking there's 45 minutes to the ER, and I can't breathe. And uh, we had something happen where my wife just prayed for me right then and there, and um, my body kind of convulsed a little bit <clears throat> and dislodged what was in there slightly enough where I get air. And then from there we made to the ER, and Brother John was so kind to come to the ER and met us there. And I'm sorry for taking just a minute here, but I have a point to this, which is that um, in the midst of all that, uh, I came home that night and I was, um, after being in the hospital for quite most of the rest of the afternoon and evening, and my, my, my body and muscles were like like a jellyfish because they put so much drugs in me to relax everything to get that obstruction out. And I could hardly even lift my hands to play the keyboard or I just felt so rummy. And uh, I sat down at the keyboard and I began to play this song, uh, very, very simple and very straight uh, not something I would normally play but I want to try to do that tonight if I can and I grabbed my wife and my child uh, just last minute and threw them in so they could sing some harmonies so I hope it works out but um, I hope you'll enter into the spirit of what this is which is to know him is life not to know about him not to know about the message not to know about the doctrines not to know about these things but to know him <laughs> sorry I'm just going to sing, if I can. (laughs) That is clearly not the sound. Something changed. We're on a rock organ. I don't think that's appropriate, Brother Ryan. Um, (laughs) Don't you love it when we just have technical difficulties? It's, It's beautiful. There's a piano sound I'm looking for. Okay, that's better. (laughs) To know him is life. To sit at his table. This 
John, if you're ready, I'll have you come up. Let's just sing that song that we uh, ended the morning service with. Brother Tim had us sing. I could search for all eternity, Lord, and find there is none like you. Brother John comes. Why don't we stand one more time? Just sing it from our hearts as we get ready for the word.
Father, we want to thank you for your loving kindness. Thank you for your mercies and grace that's been extended to us. Thank you for this message that has brought to us truths that we can be manifested sons and daughters of God to know that just before we leave this earth, Lord, you are doing the supernatural within the midst of your people. So, Lord, we want to invite you into this little chapel. Once again at Mount Baker Bible Way Camp, we're asking you to come into the sanctuary, into the balcony in the fellowship hall there at Cloverdale Bible Way on 60th Avenue there. Come into every home, come into every life, into every 
living room, bedroom, office, wherever your people would hear this service and be connected. We just pray the glory of God would just take control of every unclean spirit, everything that would be uh, evil, not of God, any sickness. May you, Lord, just bind Satan tonight and may there be a great liberation. May there be a great pouring out of your presence upon your people tonight as we are here to feed from you, Lord. Feed from this presence that we love. Lord, take us into that other dimension. Though we might be here in this dimension, let us step into that other dimension and feast in your presence. Lord, we love you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus, for your ever-abiding presence. Go with us now and break the word to us. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. Amen. God bless you tonight. Let's turn to the scripture, uh, Philippians chapter 4. So nice to see you in Coverdale. We can see you on our screen tonight and to be able to see uh, your testimonies and know that you are with us here in this chapel. Uh, the chapel is just full, filled to capacity and uh, at, our, at our maximum. And it just shows the hunger for the word of God and for these services. And we want to welcome those that are in their homes and those that are uh, connected with us wherever you're at tonight. We just want you to feel very close and very dear. And um, tonight, we're just stepping into the chapel. There's just a few of these uh, ladybugs wanted to visit the service tonight with us. So if you see them flying around and don't be distracted, it's just something that we have here. It's warm inside here and it's cold outside. So they like to fly around and fall on your Bible and get on you. But just just press on into the word of God. Isn't that good? We can be together like this. Philippians chapter 4 is our reading. I know it's a real common scripture. Tonight I'd like to speak on life. Life here. With our heart there. Life here. With our heart there. So tonight we'd just like to speak about the dimensions that that we live in as believers. To know that we have to live our lives here. But our heart is over there. And I think it will just help some of you maybe tonight to know how to live your lives here. To, to know that we are all as believers with the same heart. And it's like we're living between two worlds. It's like um, we live in this dimension. But uh, we want more of that dimension. And I was just at uh, one, several of our elders this week visitation. Some that can't come to the meetings. I was with one elder uh, this week on the U.S. side, and they just were encouraging to think about things that in more of a supernatural way. And so I just felt that was so good. I said, can I write that down? And they said, yes, to think about things in a more of a supernatural way. Maybe what you're going through right now, you can ask the Lord to give you his mind, and it would help us so much. Philippians chapter 4 was uh, Paul in a prison, one of his prison a letter, so he wasn't in a nice building or in a nice home. He was in prison. And he, uh, in Philippians 4, verse 4, uh, wrote these things to the believers. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, rejoice. Here's a man in prison 
writing this to people that were to be free, saying, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Let your moderation, and if you look that up, it means gentleness. Let your gentleness be known unto all men. The, the Lord is at hand. So on one hand, it's urgent, and it's stern, and it's sober, but yet... Paul is saying, let your moderation and your gentleness be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful. Verse 6. That word means be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. Be careful for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God. So if you have a prayer request or a need that you'd like to submit to the Lord, submit that with thanksgiving. And the peace of God. Can we all say peace of God? Let the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, or in conclusion, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue or strength, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do. And the God of peace shall be with you. So the Lord is with you tonight. God bless you. You can have your seats. So nice to see you, Brother Tom uh, and Sister Joanne on the screen. We see you tonight. The congregation sees you. Can we all just wave to Brother Tom? I know you can't see much of us, but... Uh, we see you, Brother Tom, and it's so nice to see the, the believers as you've gathered tonight in the name of the Lord. On a Sunday night with the time change, it'll be getting a little darker earlier, so we want to be very punctual uh, with our services. Life here with our heart there. I want you to think about this tonight as we're going to go into some things Brother Branham said about these dimensions that we're living in and living between two worlds. And I want you, most of you will be very familiar with this dimension. And Brother Branham talks about the dimension of light and sound and all of those things. And tonight I'm just going to be a little bit later, maybe giving you a demonstration of, of, of radio and television, how it has brought dimensions right into the very room and how we can be connected in the same room with uh, someone in Cloverdale or someone in Africa or China. We could literally bring them into this room. As a few months ago, I was thinking when uh, Brother Michael Ray and I was just testing uh, from our home office that was months ago and, and I could just see in the sanctuary whenever I would make a move like this it was on the screen almost immediately and it's kind of amazing that you could be in one country or in one room and then actually be in another room in another place at the same time now science has brought that to us in our senses But so has the word of God brought to our senses that there are two worlds. There is another dimension. There's a spiritual dimension. And and so is God in this room right now. So is healing in this room right now. 
So is the Holy Ghost in this room right now. So is deliverance in this room right now. And certainly we can sense the things of our clothing or or of uh, certain things flying around in the room or a certain fabric that is now in the sanctuary, a certain stain that has been put on the benches. And we can say that's uh, something I can see. That's part of this dimension. But I pray more than ever God would increase our eyesight to the spiritual dimension. And God has sent us a prophet, a seer, that has literally took us into that other dimension and brought back to us the realities of what it's like on that other side. And by the end of the service, I want to show you too what Brother Branham said when he was a little boy and he experienced when he was 14 years old and then 40 years later going through J.C. Penney's store and coming up an escalator was the very uh, thing that he had experienced 40 years before he was now seen in that dimension. It was actually hell had been brought up into that dimension. So tonight, maybe throughout this service, we can... Just be knowing that we're living a certain life here. We're worshiping here. We're going to maybe go home tonight or some are going to go to school tomorrow or go to work. That's this dimension. But there's also another world. There's a faith civilization. There's a God, uh, heavenly places, a civilization. That dimension is also moving in this room right now. Do we believe that tonight? Now, uh, believers, we live between these two worlds. And I'm going to use some of these phrases tonight because Brother Branham would actually use them. I'll give you some of them. And just just now, in one message in Indiana, he said in two dimensions at one time. In another place, he called it two phases at the same time. In another place, he said at two places at the same time. Now the world would call you crazy. The world would say you're you're neurotic or you're double this and this but the believer knows that though we're living in a shell of a body, though this outward person, all of us is failing, there's another attribute. There's a spiritual part of us that's eternal. And that's what this is all about. That's what the the Bible's all about. That's what the message came for is to anoint that part of us Brother Terry, that you sang so well about, is that we would know him, that we would know that part, that we would know that life, that that light would come upon us and that it would shine deep down within our souls and germatize some seed that is there that would come forth. Now tonight, the believers live between these two worlds. And first of all, it doesn't take a long time to look at this present world that we live in, that this world is full of trouble. I'm just going to speak about the first dimension just a little bit. This world is full of anguish, full of pain, full of sorrow. That's this dimension. That's this world. Death is part of this world. Crying is part of this world. You see it uh, even today. We'll speak on it a little later. How many people are getting fatigued and and tired and dealing with global uh, fatigue of this COVID uh, virus and things. People are getting tired. They're getting worn down. They're losing strength. And we see that crying is part of that. Death is part of that. You know, parting 
and being distanced uh, in this world. Distancing and is parting and parting from one another. That's part of this dimension. You know, politics. Uh, we have that both in Canada. Uh, last weekend was the BC elections. And we have that in the United States this coming Tuesday. We see politics as part of this world. It's part of this dimension. All the world events and schooling. And the work that you're a part of. And the careers that is, uh, people are part of. Raising families is in this dimension. It's in this world. Uh, your housing. And many times the health factor that we all deal with, it's just part of this world. It's part of this thing. We all are going through that. That is our life here on earth. But I just want to move you now to this other world. We have life here, but our heart is really over there. And then if that is true about the natural, there is another world. There is another kingdom. There is another place. There is another dimension. It's another atmosphere. It's another climate. And it's totally opposite from this world. I want to encourage you tonight that the place that we're going to has no trouble. The place that we're going to has no anguish. Our heart is over there where there is no pain. There is no sorrow. There is no death over there. There is no crying over there. There's no parting over there. There's no distance over there. You can be uh, thinking of one thing and be there in a moment. Because that dimension, in that other dimension, is so much faster. And, And even in the service tonight, lights are going through this room. Voices are going through this room. And we're just show that in a few minutes, but our voice and your amens is going through Cloverdale Bible Way. It's going through homes. It's going through brothers and sisters that, that, that hear your voices. They heard the special tonight. They're hearing the word tonight. This is a global dimension of the word of God. That's where our heart is, is where there is no politics. Where there is no schooling, where there is no work, where there is no natural careers, where the the families would have made it there. There, The housing over there is just taken care of. There's no rent payments. There's no mortgage payments. There's no real estate deals because you have made it. You have arrived and welcome home. (laughs) Hallelujah. Maybe just speaking about it could just bring that dimension down into this building. Just bring it down into this little chapel today as I was just in one of the rooms in our cabin at WMU. And um, I was thinking of Brother Ken Ardeal and Sister Linda. I was thinking of Sister Karen and Brother Gill and the other workers, Sister Lisa. And how many of you have been in WMU and have gotten up early and labored for us at this camp grounds and for all of the meals and all of the counselors and all of the counseling and all of the, the meetings that we have shared on this very grounds. And God has chosen us tonight again to just be in fellowship. That though we're living through life and though our children are raising up naturally, our hearts is not really here. Our hearts is over there. Oh, don't you want to hear about that other place more? Let's turn to the scripture, uh, to Psalms chapter 63. I don't know if it's possible for the brothers to put that on the screen. 
uh, for the streaming audience or even those that might not have their Bibles. But Psalms chapter 63, verse 1, a very familiar scripture. When I was thinking about our life here and this scripture that is so common, maybe, but David was speaking about thy loving kindness is being better than life. So what is life? Psalm 63 verse 1. This is a psalm of David when he was in the wilderness of Judah. Psalm 63 verse 1. And David said, O God, thou art my God. Early will I seek thee. My soul thirsteth for thee. My flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. To see thy power and thy glory. So as I have seen thee in the sanctuary. Let me just draw your attention to the times in the sanctuary. Or at a meeting or at a time. When you were gathered with other believers. When the glory of God came down. When the power of God was being released out through the services. As as brother Paul said by the foolishness of preaching. The world would call that foolishness. But that is how God ministers to his bride. Is by the spoken word. It's while they yet hear the word. While they're feeding on. Off of the word, they are changed. They're changed from just being mortal creatures and just coming in with their dresses on or with their suits on or with their coats on. And they become lifted up into another realm where all of a sudden everything is possible. Where demons have no hold on them. Where chains are broken. Where it just seems like anything can happen. That is the life of a believer that is brought up into another dimension. That's where they're heart is. That's where the real soul of a believer lives, is in that other place. David was wanting to see this power and the glory of God in his own personal life. Like he had seen it in the sanctuary. Like he had seen God come down there. He wanted to see it personally. And he said in verse 3, because, if you have it there, you can just look at verse 3, because thy Loving kindness is better than life. Thy loving kindness is better than life. My lips shall praise thee. That's why we open Philippians 4 to rejoice. To rejoice with thanksgiving. Thy loving kindness is better than life. My lips shall praise thee. Thus will I bless thee while I live. I will lift up my hands in thy name. Oh, isn't it good to be able to lift up our hands? Brother Andrew was singing tonight and we're lifting our hands and worshiping and praising. And I saw some of them this year. You've just so changed. I was in the back of the room, back by where Brother Anthony is videoing. And I saw some of you with your hands lifted up. And I thought, how great is our God that has healed the sick and delivered and brought our minds back again and brought peace back and brought the Holy Ghost. So real for certain individuals that are present and, and maybe in your home tonight. But verse 3, I want you to look at this word a little closer. Thy loving kindness. Because it speaks of his goodness. David was saying, thy goodness is better to me than life. Thy kindness, your faithfulness, your loving kindness is better to me than my life. 
It is better to me than my natural life or my natural things or my natural desires. David knew that he had a life here, but his heart was in another place. Your loving kindness, your, your faithfulness, your goodness to me is better than my natural desires. It's better than my natural loves. It's better than my natural longings. It's more than the breath I breathe. It's more than the air I breathe. David was reaching into that other dimension and saying, God, I want to give you glory. Your faithfulness has been good to me. And it's better than my life. I wonder tonight if we can agree even with Job in the Bible that speaks about how the word has become better than even our our food. David is saying this, thy loving kindness is better than my favorite food, better than my life, better than my favorite beverage or drink. It's better than my sleep. It's better than a pay raise. It's better than a degree. It's better than a holiday. Lord, your loving kindness, your goodness and faithfulness to me is better than anything in this natural life. Can we say amen tonight? Oh, but I wonder if that word goes a little deeper. Thy loving kindness also means his reproach. It means his shame. You know, oftentimes we think of the good times and the great times, but David is saying, thy loving kindness is better than life. It also means your reproach or your shame. Your shame to me, is better than my whole life. Hallelujah. Your reproach. I wonder if we could bring in the reproach of the believers and of the body. As our brother Andrew said tonight, one day in thy courts is better than a thousand. Oh, we'd rather be with believers than out in the world tonight. Hallelujah. Life here with our heart there. Now let's go a little bit deeper tonight. We are living out the vision tonight. On November the 1st, 2020, we are living out the vision. As we heard this morning, we are not just hearing the vision of it being spoken anymore, but we are fulfilling the vision. And if the one that prophesied it and the one that spoke the vision, our prophet or prophets in the scripture, they lived between two worlds at the same time. What kind of people then that are going to fulfill that vision? What kind of people are they going to be? What kind of people are going to be on the earth at the end time that make it in the rapture? That it's going to manifest this vision. That's going to display this vision. It's going to be people that are like-minded. They're, they're not just intellectual creatures. They're not just here for the money. They're just not here for the fame. It's not all about me. It's not all about you. It's all about him. But our heart now. It's where our heart is tonight. Our heart is there. And the word has come to make there more real for us. Now in Connorsville, Indiana, Brother Branham was speaking about this. And we, we hear about Brother Branham living between two worlds. But tonight I want you to see that the bride is also living between two worlds. In the body form, we are on earth. But in a spiritual form... We are tapping into another place. And Brother Branham's talking about the Amish woman in this message. And the little lady that came up in the prayer line. And, and she had like a little Amish hat on. A little cap on. I, he'd never seen her in his life. A total stranger. 
I never knew her and you don't know me, do you, lady? You don't know me. You didn't before, uh, just till now, he said. But I want you to come around over here, lady. I, I don't want to get too far from the microphone, you see, because my voice sometimes go down. He said, if you notice, you're in two dimensions at one time. Two phases. He said, you're here. And then you're looking at something that happened way back when you were a little girl. Something that went on in your life somewhere. And you're at two places at the same time. He said, I'm talking, yet I'm somewhere else, yet I'm conscious. In body form, I'm standing on the platform. And he said, that's what makes me so weak and tears me up. And he talks about the prophet Daniel and how he had a vision and was troubled many days over it. And then he talks about Jesus coming to the pool of Bethesda. And then how the angel of the Lord would come down through that pool and the first person that would get healed. And then virtue would come off the water. And they had to wait, he said, for a month or more for it to come back another season. And it was considered another season. And he's just talking to the lady, the Amish lady. And she, and yes, ma'am, he's just speaking to her. And he says, I'm standing in this dimension. I'm in this dimension, uh, uh, but there, I'm in another place. He said, in body form, I'm on the platform. And he's talking about a vision, about her being troubled and things in her past. So if that was our prophet that was in the first pool and in the second pool, then when he come to the third pool, which is the spoken word, he was actually speaking about a life and about a truth that was in another place to make it more real so that those that were in the congregation could step into the vision. More than a story. More than just some drama. More than just something that we can just, you know, make so real for the moment and then lose. When we walk out of that, David was saying, thy loving kindness, Lord, your truth to me is better than my life. I'm holding on to this with everything that I have, Lord. When we speak about our lives here, and I was speaking to a brother in Canada this week personally, we were just fellowshipping. You know, God has not just called us to just cope with this life. I'm just going to say that again. Because that's part of our title tonight. Our life here. With our heart there. He's not asking us just to cope better with this life. But he's given us a message. So that the believer could overcome in this life. And as we've looked out over the year. And, and many are dealing with global fatigue. Pandemic weariness, they're calling it. It's called a COVID fatigue. People are tired and worn, and they're starting to lose strength even as they come, even to this time of the year, and you have colds and flus. People become weary of dealing with these things. Brother Murphy has been speaking so wonderfully about giving us strength to just keep pressing on. But whether you speak about regulations or guidelines or numbers or cases or the news media, they're speaking about this world. They're speaking about this dimension. When they speak about natural things and sickly things or where the economy's going, that's all this world. Oh, it's so important that we're feeding off of a live feed. 
from another place. I'm speaking about heaven that can tap into us, that can be like a, a light, like a streak right down into the situation. Oh, our heart now begins to yearn. People becoming weary with life, fatigued with this life. But tonight it is our duty. And especially in services like this, as you have driven and you are connected from your homes. And Cloverdale now is connected with this little chapel here. And we've all been brought together. It is our duty. It is our responsibility to look to the other place. It is our obligation. And I want to take it a step further. It is a privilege to speak about that other place. It is a privilege to look to the other place because that other land is more real than the things of this life. And that is what the Holy Spirit is desiring to make real for all of us is that that other place would become more real than this life that we're living in. If you'd like to listen to another uh, wonderful message, this is 1963. Uh, December the 29th in the evening, look away to Jesus. Look away to Jesus. And Brother Branham is opening up in the service and reading his text. Oh, what a wonderful time. He spent over 50 minutes just speaking uh, to the congregation and talking to them, bringing to them testimonies and talking about things that were real. I I don't know if we're going to have time tonight to speak about one of the things that I wanted to about his own wife getting the tumor in her body because she had spoken in a certain way. And and, and I, I don't know if I'll get into that, but he spent over 52 minutes speaking to the congregation. And then he reads his scripture and he reads out of uh, the book of Numbers and the book of Zechariah speaking about when Moses in the Old Testament, when they put up the fiery serpent on a pole and, and whenever those that had been bitten and those that had been afflicted by disease, if they would just look, just look to this, uh, uh, this brazen serpent, just look, you would be healed. How many remember that? We, we won't turn to that tonight. And the book of Zechariah talks about these times even that we're living in now and how the spirit of grace and supplications would be poured out upon the inhabitants of Jerusalem and they shall look unto him. And then he quoted Isaiah 45 verse 22. You maybe write that down if you'd like to Isaiah 45. Verse 22, he said, God said, look unto me, all the ends of the earth. Now he's talking about those that are living. Look unto me, all ye ends of the earth. And Brother Branham stops and he says, now when the earth has come to its end, or the systems of the earth has come to its ends, let the people look unto him. I want to say that's good for us tonight. It it is frontline news. Look unto Jesus. Look unto Christ. Look unto the rapture. Look unto the word of God. What is the word of God speaking to us? That's Isaiah 45 verse 22. God saying look unto me. All the ends of the earth. And brother Branham speaks about his text. I'm going to take this look away to Jesus. Look away from the world to Jesus. 
Oh, that's what we need to do tonight. Look away from just our natural life. Look away from our sickness. Look away from the trouble. Look away from what is so, you say, but it's so real, Brother John. I can feel it. I can see it. I can hear it. That's just this natural world. That's your life here. But God is trying to anoint your heart tonight for there, for that other place. That is our privilege tonight. That's what David was saying. Oh, thy loving kindness, thy faithfulness, your goodness has been so wonderful. Tonight, let's look away to Jesus. Can I continue on for just a few more minutes? I was thinking about these things and how life here on earth, that David was speaking about thy loving kindness is better than life. Life here with our heart there. What is your heart? It's the seat of all that is really real about you and about I. It's the heart of the matter. It's the inside of the case. It's when you take all the fluff away, when you take all the outside away, the emotions, the feelings and all the sight and the hearing. What is really in your heart? That is where our heart is. It's over there. So if you look at a believer and they're really not there, they're not there. They're over there. (laughs) And so be careful how you judge one another because really we don't want to be here. (laughs) Can I see a smile on somebody's face tonight? Amen. We want to be in the service, but we really don't want to be here. We would like the Lord to come. We would, But saints, what if the Lord would have come a year ago or two years ago and the baptisms that went on Friday in Uganda or in Africa, what if we, they would have never happened? There's got to be a bride on the earth that says, Lord, as long as you tarry, as long as we're willing to wait, our hearts are over there, but our lives lives are here. Keep us true, Lord. You know, there was a minister. This is now out of the morning message. There is a man here that can turn on the light. It was December 29th in the morning service, Brother Israel. Amen. And there's a man here that can turn on the light. Brother Branham was speaking about that. And he said, here not long ago, a minister, some of you will like this, especially you mechanic brothers. A minister was saying he was down in Florida and he had him a car. He said, I believe it was a Chevrolet and and the thing just went out on him. He couldn't get it fixed. And he went into the garage and the little old mechanic was going under it and over it and pecking around. and, and, And he just couldn't get it fixed. He would try this and it wouldn't work and he'd try something else and... That wouldn't work. And he put on a generator. and That didn't work. He put in new plugs. He put in points. Uh, points and plugs and all kinds of things. Generators. And he couldn't make the thing work. He just couldn't make it work. How many has been in your life in a situation? And it just wouldn't work. <laughs> it's just not working. It's just not working. Finally a nice dressed man stepped up. He said, may I give you some advice? And the little mechanic had sense enough to say, yes, sir. He said, this this man just stepped up and he said, well, you take this times this 
And he said that, and he, and he put that together, and once over here, and, and he tried that, and so he took this times that, and he put it together, and there it went. <laughs> he said, man, that's pretty incredible. I was trying everything. I was thinking everything. I was putting in this and trying that. And finally a man just, you know, walked up and said, uh, may I give you some advice? And the little mechanic, he turned around and he said, say, who are you? He was the engineer of General Motors, the chief engineer. Here's, he is the one that made the thing. He was the one that designed the whole motor. Was standing there saying, just put this over here. Just put that over here. Bring that together. And it went. It was the engineer. It was the one that designed the whole thing. And Brother Bradham stops and he says, today we're talking. And he's talking about different church groups. But he said, the chief mechanic is here. He said, the designer of his word, the man who created heavens and earth and designed his church, does he know more about it, what it takes for the rapture? (laughs) How many believe he knows what it's going to take for the rapture? Oh, and you say, well, I've tried this, Brother Jeremiah, and I've tried that, Brother Josh, and I've tried this over there, and you tried, and here's a man just come up and step, can I give you a little bit of advice? I think it's time to humble ourselves, as Brother Tom said this morning, out of humble thyself. Really short message. I think it's 30 to 40 minutes. Humble thyself. And here, you just, can I give you some advice? Yes. And then Brother Branham's bringing it into the spiritual. Does he know more about it, what it takes for the rapture? He's the designer. He knows what it takes. He is well dressed in the power of his resurrection. He's walking among us today in the power of his resurrection. Praise God. God is walking through the chapel tonight. He's walking through Cloverdale Bible Way. He's walking down into the homes and the lives and the offices. Maybe somebody's streaming from your automobile. God is walking with the power of the resurrection. He said he knows what it takes to put a church in the rapture order. He designed it. And he put the parts together. He said, just let the current flow through it and watch it operate. Let faith in his promised word of today flow through and you'll see how it operates. He designed the thing. He designed his church by the word. And that's what he puts together. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And I wanted to share that with you tonight. Does God know how to put us into the rapture? He designed the Bible. He designed the the seven ages. He designed the prophet to come to this age. He's a designer of the fivefold ministry. Oh, tonight I think it'd be good to say, Lord, uh, you designed all this. You, you, you certainly, Lord, you, you're the one that put this together in the first place. You know the plan from the beginning to the end. And I'm just going to let my heart be attached to your heart. Hallelujah. I'm going to attach my heart to your heart and be changed. Hallelujah. Let me just look at the time here. We just got a couple more minutes before we close. So many today are losing their hearts, Brother Eddie. You can see them breathing. You can see their lungs. You can see them even getting older. But they're losing 
their hearts. That's why I'm speaking tonight on our lives here, but our heart is over there. But if you lose your heart, which really is the seat of everything, people lose the inside of their life. They lose what really is pushing them. What is the God part? They're still breathing, but there's no heart. You say, I've lost my heart. I've lost my will to go on. Brother Branham was speaking about this in Phoenix. And he said, say this is a line. Can everyone see this right here? Here's a line like this. And in here, there's all mortals. And on this side, on this, on this bottom side... He said, men are influenced by one side. This side comes from God and this side comes from the devil. And he says, now down here, there's just a conglomeration of blackness and gaiety and muck and sin and diverseness of this world. Every once in a while, he said, you'll see a little white spot and that's a Christian. Like a light, he said. That's why earlier I was speaking about that light. Because he was talking about every once in a while you'll see a Christian like a light. He said all this darkness is influenced down here. But then there are lights that are influenced from above. And when you leave either one of these channels, you go into the realm of the spirit. Now he's talking about soul, spirit, and body. He's talking about these different realms and channels and the different dimensions that we live in. He said, listen close. If you go this away, he's talking about downward. The first dimension is the spirits of the dead. Peter spoke of it in prison. They repented not by the long suffering in the days of Noah. And the wicked, ungenerated man, when he dies, his spirit goes into this realm. And the next realm below that is demons. Then he said, the next realm below that is hell. He said, I'm I'm giving you a parable so you see it. Then he says, remember, now he's going up. There's some more people that had revelation. Job and Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. And all those in paradise that couldn't go into the presence of his majesty because of the blood of bulls and goats. Wouldn't take away sin and only covered it. But now they can go. He's talking about after Jesus died on the cross. And when Easter happened and it split that veil. Now all those that had been in the positive. They could go into his presence. He said people who had spiritual revelation. Believing on the word of God. Believing that Jesus would come. And he did come. I'm talking about our lives here. We're speaking about how they live their lives and the the negative goes down, but the positive goes up. They believe the same thing today that he's coming again. We've got a spiritual revelation that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I wonder who in the congregation believes that tonight. He's the same yesterday. Don't don't get your eyes on the bugs flying around. Keep our eyes on the word. Look away to Jesus. Hallelujah. Look away to your healing. Just just think about it, friends, before the service closes. Somebody could just grab a hold of his garment as he comes through, as the current would come through this room. Somebody that has a tumor or a cancer, it could drop right off. He's talking about in the positive realm, how there's power in there and his spirit is in there. Healing is in there. His salvation is here now. 
His healing is here now. His spirit is here now. His power is here now. Everything that we have need of right here now, the Holy Ghost moving on the building right here now would save every sinner and baptize every believer and heal every sick person. Do we believe that tonight? That is just a positive. That is where our heart is. That's why we come to church. Is to let our hearts be anointed with that atmosphere. Now you can look this up in present stage of of my ministry. Brother Branham speaking this in Jeffersonville. Then also in Shreveport in the message countdown. It's like Brother Branham was talking about these dimensions. Uh, I just want to leave this with you before we close. He says, when we come along, we remember that we live here in three dimensions. He said, I don't know whether I can name them or not. One of them is light and the other is matter. And he said, do you remember what the third one is? And someone said time. He said time, right? Light, matter and time and our five senses contact them dimensions. Our sight contacts light. Our feelings contacts matters and so forth. Then he goes down to Shreveport and Countdown. Watch this as he's speaking to the bride. And he's talking about how we have six senses. He said five senses really. But faith makes the sixth sense. Oh how we need our faith anointed tonight by the word. So much negative in the world. And it anoints your flesh. But if that's true in the negative. What about the spiritual that can anoint your spiritual being of faith? Do we believe that tonight? faith he said that's the sixth sense and so we live now in here what we think we call these three dimensions he said I might not call these right I think the three dimensions is called I I just love brother Branham he's talking about dimensions and, and he's so wonderful he said some of you kids out of high school might be able to correct me on this here's a prophet of God And he's talking about the dimensions. And he says, oh, some of you out of high school might be able to correct me on this. Light, air, and thought. Three dimensions. Or is that right? He said light, air, and thought. He's talking about dimensions. He said, think about it. But there is another dimension. He said, which is the fourth dimension. Because science has probed into it and found that it's radio. Brother Jonathan. Can you just put up the believers on the screen for us for this illustration? And I wanted you to see this tonight, how Brother Branham is talking about the dimensions. Now we can see you all very well. Brother Louise and Sister Esther and in the balcony and down below, we can see you. Brother Branham's talking about a dimension. Now think about our title tonight about how our life is here, but our heart is really there. Say, just make that more real for me. Okay, here we go. He's talking about the different dimensions and how that science has probed into it and found it that it's radio. He said there's no senses of our body that can detect radio or television over that ether wave. Yet right through us now is coming people's voices. Right through here is coming television, pictures, and we have nothing in us, no way at all to contact that in ourselves. It takes a crystal of some sort, a magnet to co- to connect that. But it speaks that there is another dimension. That's the fourth dimension. 
Now let's do a little test here tonight to let you know that the believers in Cloverdale and those that are streaming know that we are here tonight in the chapel. I wonder if we can all lift our voice and say, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Oh my. I wonder if you could say that one more time. Praise the Lord. Did you hear that in Cloverdale? Just wave your hand if you heard voices going through that room. Say, what is that, Brother John? It's a prophet showing us that voices was able to come through this chapel, leave this chapel, go up through the radios that Brother Jonathan installed just a few days ago, hit the tower, go up into some satellite somewhere, go way over into Canada, and over an hour away, there was voices coming through the room right there that on the other end, they were able to hear your voice say, Praise the Lord. Brother Jonathan, is it possible to do it the other way? (laughs) All right. Brother Jonathan said it's possible. I wonder if those in Cloverdale could just lift up your voice together and say, praise the Lord. Lord. Hallelujah. Did you all see their their, their mouths moving? (laughs) Now, now the, the voice didn't go through the room, but we certainly saw them. Moving and speaking something. Praise the Lord. Do you know it's only been this generation that's been able to tap into that by a crystal, by a television. We would say by Zoom or by by internet to be able to bring their image in Cloverdale. And bring it into this room tonight. Brother Jonathan, thank you for showing us. But it's science that has made that dimension so real. Say, how do you know that they're real over there? Because you, 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 you and I are acquainted with this dimension every day. You're looking at a screen and you're doing online schooling or you're seeing this over here or something that over there. If that's true in the natural, how much more is the spiritual real? The healing is here. Deliverance is here. If someone needs to be saved tonight, you don't have to leave the service. Right there in your living room. As tears would come down your your face, you could say, Lord, forgive me. I'm sorry. I am wrong. And you don't need to come to the altar. You can be filled with the Holy Ghost right there in your seat. Right there in your in your living room. Right in the nursery. One of the deacons out in the foyer at Cloverdale could just say, God, I need something for my son. I need something for my wife. I need something for... And the Holy Spirit... It's faster than light. It's faster than that. Say, where is my healing going to come from? Where is the change of my body? Where is my future going to... It's just a change. The rapture is just a change. It's just taking another step. Our life is here, but our heart is over there. But one day, where our heart is, is going to pull us right into a new body. Oh, I think we can rejoice tonight. Our life is here, but our heart is there. It is true. It is true. And I think that's good for tonight. Brother Ryan, would you come? And our musicians and Brother Andrew. I had some other things. And Brother Branham was talking about India. And he went to the governor's house there. And he was so weak and worn out. This is speaking about his India trip in Jeffersonville. And and the, the governor's private doctor came to Brother Branham in his room. 
And he took his blood pressure. And he said, aren't you really tired? I said, yes, sir. I began to tell him the effects of the meetings and the visions and how that he was breaking into them. And, and the doctor said, I don't know how you're living. Here's a natural doctor that's talking about a life here. A man that had seen visions and had meetings. He took, he's just speaking about his life and I don't know how you're living. And he, and Brother Bannon was doing okay in this examination until he took his blood pressure, he said, and he looked at me and he said, aren't you awful tired? And that's where he's talking about the visions and things. He said, I don't see how you're living. I, I don't want to alarm you, but your blood pressure is about as low as it can get. Your nerves are so weak till it won't pump your blood up and your blood pressure's dangerously low. How long are you going to be here? This is the governor of India talking to Brother Branham, his private doctor, I'm sorry. The, the governor's private doctor is talking to Brother Branham and saying, how long are you going to be here? He said, well, I've got two more meetings. He said, well, I'd advise you to return to America as soon as possible and get a real good doctor to look at you because I'd advise you not to have no more meetings for a while. And I told him, well, of course, he's talking about dimensions, Brother Branham said, and breaking from one to another. Here, Brother Branham's talking about how dimensions and how you're breaking into one dimension and breaking back to another. And I said, sir, when I go home, I've promised the American people that I would give them meetings from now on and, and things. He said... I just got to pray for the people. Here's a burden of a prophet. His blood pressure's low. The doctor's telling him one thing. But his heart was there. His passion was there. His burden of the word was there. And I say, God, anoint us now as those that are fulfilling the vision to have that same passion. Let's stand to our feet tonight. There's a man here that can turn on the light. As we look away to Jesus. Brother Andrew, did you have a song prepared? Okay, let's sing that as we just come to the end of the service. Let's just sing this prayerfully. Brother Andrew, can you just lead us? Kindness is better.
spoken about when Brother Branham was 14 years old and he'd got shot in the legs and the blood was flowing. And that's when he was sinking, sinking in a dark eternity. And he screamed for Papa, no Papa there. He screamed for Mama, help me. There's no Mama there. God help me. No God there. It just was endless. It was, that's where his life was going. Just a nightmare. He said, horrible. Smoke and dark and sick. What a feeling. He said it was death. And the women that were coming to him there in that place, painted eyes and went, oh, oh. He said, will I be here forever? And the voice said, forever. Here is a, a teenager that wasn't where they should be with the Lord. And they got into a place. And now they're sinking. He said, God, if you let me get out of here, I'll never be ashamed of you again. I'll never be ashamed. God, give me a chance. That was his life slipping into death. And he felt himself, Brother Mark, coming right back into this dimension. Friends, he was sinking into another dimension. Souls in prison. Something brought him back. 40 years later, he's in J.C. Penney's store. They're in Tucson, Brother Ryan. He is there and there's an escalator going up and he's waiting for his wife that is shopping and he had his head down and the escalator was coming up and here come up some of them women with them waterhead haircuts, you know, like they do coming up with painted eyes and they were speaking Spanish going on about the prices and so forth. And he said, there was the vision and it reoccurred again. People on earth were actually fulfilling the vision, the negative part. They were coming from that other dimension. Now their natural life was showing. They were lost. 
waterhead haircuts and going on about the prices and things. And he heard it in Spanish. Oh, oh. And he said, there it was. The vision was reoccurred. And he said, brother, sister, let me tell you something. Because can you believe it? People in the audience were laughing. They were laughing. He, he's demonstrating. Oh, oh. People are laughing. He said, brother, sister, let me tell you something. It may seem funny now, but you once get there, it's a serious thing. Don't ever go that way. He's talking about people can be living and breathing and thinking they're having life and they're in hell. They're coming up and down, escalate. They're having things. They're going to a voting booth. They're, you know, putting a mask on. They're, they're about the cases and talking my job. And what about my school? And what about our finances? And hell has got them. That's their life. Oh, he's speaking about another place. He's speaking about things. He's trying to encourage the people, get away from the world. Get away from the world. If there's something in you that you still want to act the way that you act and you do the things of the world that's in you, remember, you're just a church member. That's what Brother Terry sang about tonight. Don't stay a church member or somebody that's just acting the act and thinking they're buying and going on about the price and going on about the gas and going on about the border and going on about this when really let's get caught up in the word. Stay in the word. Let Christ bring that dimension so real. How many desire that tonight? That if a prophet looked into your life, looked into my life, that it wouldn't be, I'm just going on about the worldly events, which is death, but it would be, there's life. Look, there's a, there's a current going through. There's a light going. There's healing. Just went to that sister back there. Sister Elizabeth Diaz has just been set free. And my, if we could see in that dimension, peace and joy and happiness, Sister Michelle. And what our young people are experiencing in this atmosphere. And what we're going to go through this week could just be pandemonium. Just could be hell breaking out and riots and people upset and people don't like that. It's because they're living in a dimension of hell. But oh friends, we've been anointed from another place. You give me a room like this full of bugs, I don't care. But if we're with brothers and sisters that love the Lord, that's greater than all of that. As we bow our heads tonight and Brothers and sisters are together. I wonder who would say, Lord, let my heart be more in that other place, Lord. Let my heart be in that other place. Grab my heart. Yes, Sister Renee, grab my heart. Grab my children's heart. Lord, let a miracle take place. Where hearts that have been strained and away, they could be brought into that sweet presence where the peace of God be anxious over nothing. Oh God, Lord, tonight, many hands are lifted up throughout this service, Lord, throughout Cloverdale, in their homes. Mothers are just lifting up their hands. Maybe a daddy's got to work tomorrow, but he's saying, God, let my heart be there. Let the inside of my life be caught up in you, Jesus. Oh God, take us away into that place. Do your work, Lord, among us, Jesus. If we can see one another and 
see people that we loved and are endeared to and would love to shake their hand or be together. And if they can be brought into this room, Brother Jonathan and Brother Michael Ray and the other brothers could bring them into the room with us. Lord, is the next best thing. But it's not a thing, Lord. We're yearning and longing for the change in our bodies when we can be in another place, when we can be in that new home and be in a new place where there's no mortgage and no rent and our bodies are screaming out youth. Our, our, our whole senses are screaming out youth and life and joy and happiness. Lord, let our lives here be like David, thy loving kindness, thy faithfulness been new to us every morning. You have comforted us. You have healed us. You have delivered us. You have been close to us, Lord. So many that are streaming tonight live. Those in the sanctuary, in the balcony, in the fellowship hall, and to us in the chapel. We just want to give our hearts to you unreservedly and think about those things that are more spiritual. That right now, right now in our lives, that the spiritual ways, the things of God could mean more than anything to us. You're the way maker. You're the healer. You're the deliverer. You're the dissolver of doubt. You're the financial advisor. Oh, like the man standing there next to the the little mechanic that was trying to put things here and there and trying this. And just can I give you some advice? Yes, sir just in a matter of moments the car was moving on down the road for the minister oh God help us Lord as brothers and sisters you that designed all of this you that engineered the church of the living God you know your mind for us and we humbly submit publicly what more can we say what more can we do But our lives are screaming out to you. Come, Lord Jesus, come. Take anything of this world out of our hearts. Take anything of our own nature, our own desire that's wrong. Put it under the blood, Lord, that if, oh, Jesus, that even as our sister Francine's mother moved beyond that dimension, she moved into that other place. Brother Branham was just speaking in a message. He said, I looked down over the table and there was a box of candy that a sister had just made for him. And she was gone. She passed away suddenly, a car accident, and they slid across the road. And he said, I looked across the table and there was a box of candy that she had just made for me. How life is short, Lord. Take us into your loving arms. We commit our spirits to you, our souls to you, and our bodies to you for a testimony of Jesus Christ. May the remainder of our lives, whether it be hours or days or months or years, let it be for the glory of God. That you would tap off these believers with not just hearing about the vision, but to recognize we are in the vision. Oh, Jesus, you're moving hats 
You're moving people. You're moving this one and that one into their chair. And this one's standing. And this one is singing. And that one is there saying amen. That is, this one here is coming home. They're coming down the road. Can't you see that one coming down the road? By faith, Lord, we see them. Let us go tonight safely back to our homes as we log off the internet and say our goodbyes. I pray the Holy Spirit would be with every life. Go with us now, Lord. Thank you for the gifts that are here and those that have labored to make this possible. We love you, Jesus. Our lives are here, but our hearts are there. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Mercy rewrote my life. Brother Andrew, Brother Ryan, if we could just have his voice maybe up a little bit and then we'll sing and then we can go. Oh, mercy. family. God bless you. So nice to have you tonight. And Sister Stephanie, so nice to have you and your daughter. Amen. Each one of you means so much to God's people to see your faces. And Amen. Have a wonderful week and may God be with you. You're dismissed in his presence. Should have fallen. You can just greet one another. Can we put them on the screens, brother? We can see you in Cloverdale. God bless you. God bless you this week.
Your people proclaim. 